Hi, everyone. Welcome to White Coats of the Round Table. My name is Mike Gazback, and I'm here with John McDonald. We are a healthcare podcast that discusses career advancement, burnout prevention, and non-clinical career paths. John, happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. There hey, you go. Man. Are you going to do the gobble, gobble dance? Have you seen that going around TikTok? No. No. Oh, I, no. Look up gobble, gobble dance on TikTok now. Well, not right now, but you know when you're done with this. Have you been doing that in your kitchen? Recording it over and over again. You know what's Just funny is, yeah. so I am a Stoic German, and you've made fun of me enough for it on this podcast that I think most of our listeners also understand my Stoicism. And yet, the other day, my kids and I were having a dance party in the kitchen. So we were, they were showing me some sort of Fortnite emotes, and oh, we were, yeah, the you know, doing dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. So we were, we were dancing in the kitchen. It was fun. Okay, no, I, that's not. I would never get on you for that. You're, you're having fun with your kids, but if I find you doing that by yourself, we got perfect. Problems. Yep. Sounds good. So today is a, a little bit of a different episode. We are going off script, which once again, you may have noticed since we just dove right into random banter. But for new listeners, our off script episodes are where we like to go completely unedited and really just mimic what it's like when John and I hang out and have a coffee or a beer where we just talk about issues or we talk about things in healthcare. And we like it to think uh, be maybe like a fireside chat. But today, this episode is going to be released on Black Friday. We are recording Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so we're actually doing a relatively quick turnaround on this. So, John, I figured today would be a great day for us to maybe just reflect on things that we're thankful for. So the way that I would like to actually break it down is into three different categories, if you'll have it. I'd like to talk about things we're thankful for professionally in our Mm -hmm. careers. I'd like to talk about things that we're thankful for within White Coats, because this is a fun little project, and I think uh, it'd be maybe fun to reflect on this thing is feeling like it's maybe starting to to build exit velocity and starting to take on a little bit of a life of its own. And then, of course, what we're thankful for in our personal lives, because we always mm-hmm. want to make sure that we have good balance. And I, I like how Sarah put it in our episode a couple of weeks ago, good work-life alignment, not balance. Right. So with that being said, do you want to take one of those three topics and start, or I will take one and we can start, but we'll just go back and forth and uh, maybe share what we're thankful for in all three of those categories. Okay. No, I, yeah, I'll take the first one for, for work. Now we're constantly talking about how do we make our workplace better or how do we align ourselves better um, for our mental health and mental well-being, or even transition out to a different job. But I have found that there are many people who have their their job is somebody else's dream job, and they have a lot of the same thoughts as some folks who are struggling with their own job that not really that desirable. And so I found that there are a lot more people who, when they stop, when they start focusing too much on the the whirlwind of their day, their life, their job, and just fo- focus solely on that, you can have a wonderful job and still hate it. Mm. And so what I found and something that I'm thankful for is because of all these conversations that we've had with folks, um, a lot of uh, conversations on white coats, um, some organically just about our lives, that I had to start focusing on what makes me happy in life 
and not so much just in career or just in home or just, just wherever I am at that moment, just trying to find the, hey, this is somebody's dream job that I'm doing right now. Um, let's tap back into what I loved about it. And that's something I'm thankful for because I haven't had that outlook for a little bit now. It took me about halfway through this year to really get to that point of this is just because I don't have my absolute dream job. I have somebody's absolute dream job. So let's tap back into why I got into this in the first place. So I'm I'm thankful for all the conversations that I've had and being able to uh, wrap back around to that different viewpoint. I really like that. And I think that's true because just humans generally are adaptable. So anytime we, we encounter something new or challenging, usually within a little bit of time, we'll figure it out and it'll become rote. Mm-hmm. But the flip side to that is I think sometimes we can struggle with being content, whether that be personally or even in a career where cars, I think, is a great example where you buy a new car and that is the fanciest, most amazing thing you've ever had. And the heated seats just are a marvel. And the adaptive cruise is incredible. And then within a year or two, you know, those things are all routine. You don't, every time you turn adaptive cruise on, you don't get a sense of wonder or excitement from it because you've adapted to it. And eventually that can become, oh man, maybe I need a new car. Look at Mm -hmm. all these new features on this new car. So I think it's a natural human instinct where we sometimes struggle to be content. So I think it's a great perspective. And I agree with you. These conversations we've had have been so wonderful and insightful that way that you know, for a lot of us, I would argue that most of our listeners are in jobs where we're making well above the average salary in the US. We probably have roles where we get to make a really big impact on patients' lives on a day-to-day basis. And that's a pretty incredible thing. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my grandfather worked on a factory as a trained tailor because he didn't speak English. He came over to the US and he had to feed the family. So he worked as a factory line worker for his whole career. And I'm sure he worked hard and I'm sure he maybe enjoyed work. But at the same time, I would maybe venture to say that we get to have jobs in healthcare where we feel that there is this incredible greater purpose to what we're doing because we're able to really affect change in people's lives. So I mm-hmm. love that as the uh, an area to be thankful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. What about your, what about your career? <laughs> oh, man. So I, I would say career-wise, I am thankful for a year where... I feel like this was the a year where everything is in place. And in 2016, I took a year off to go down to Fort Hood with the Army. I mobilized for a year. And that was disruptive to family. It was disruptive to my clinical career as a PA, but also very helpful because I learned a lot. I got a lot of great experience. But then I came back from that. And really from 2017 to now, there's been this slow progression in consulting where I've been doing more and more outside work. And in earlier years, I was taking a lot of gigs and doing things that were maybe not in my area of passion, still important work, but it was not stuff that I was super, super passionate about, or I was taking jobs that were inconvenient. You know, I had to do a lot of travel or a lot of driving or the pay was not that great. And 2023 feels like the year where I am finally getting to say no to more than I'm saying yes to. I get to pick and choose the projects that really bring me joy. And it has given us, given me maybe a level of stability where I feel like I can also take low paying jobs that 
are really, really meaningful. So for example, I just started, I'm doing um, advisement for a doctoral program for, I'll give a shout out, Shenandoah University. So I'm doing, um, I'm an advisor for their doctoral research. So I've got three students I'm advising right now and the pay is terrible. Sorry, Shenandoah, but you know, it's academia. So the pay is awful. It probably ends up being pretty darn close to minimum wage when we factor in how many hours are being put into it. And yet I'm just so, so excited. It's one of the things right now in my my little portfolio of work that I'm doing that is bringing me a ton of joy because I really love the idea of helping these students shape and craft these research papers and, you know, have a, a really influential role in the direction that they're going with this. So even though the pay is very low, it's something that will probably benefit my CV, um, will contribute to further scholarship on these topics that I care about. So it's a really, really fun, meaningful job where I feel like three or four years ago, I probably would not have uh, been able to take a job that was so low paying because of the amount of time committed to it without feeling a lot of guilt or maybe a little bit of conflict with it. So I feel like 2023 has been a year where I finally feel like I'm in the driver's seat where I get to call the shots and I get to pick jobs that are maximizing my enjoyment in my Mm -hmm. career, not just maximizing compensation. It's a fun place to be. Yeah. And a reminder to those listening, that takes planning and time (laughs) to get to that place. Seven years, really. This is the first time as a consultant, clinical is different, but as a consultant, it's been really, this is the first year in seven years of me doing this where I feel like I'm there where I don't feel this immense pressure to take every job that's offered to me, where I feel okay saying, yeah, actually the date for that's not very good. I'll, I'll only do it if you can offer me this date. Uh, and that's a really wonderful place to be. Yeah. I, I, uh, I know that there are people listening and even me, my, like myself, as I listen, it's like, that is a great position to be in. And that is a lot to be thankful for. So I think that's not without, the the elbow grease that you put into right it, yes you know? it's it's fun to to feel like you're maybe starting to if cl- a mountain climbing reference i feel like i'm out of the tree line where now mm-hmm. i can see yeah the the benefits of all the hard work and now you can actually see oh look at how i have gotten here so it is a really cool place to be so let's yeah. let's shift then maybe take another one of the topics of the three buckets that we're we're thankful for this year what do you got for yeah, me let's so for for white coats um I'm thankful that we are we're, we're still going. I that's a great one, you know, because we yes, I got a text not too long ago from uh, one of our our listeners that was with us early on. Um, I'm gonna dox him here, but Roan, he he texted oh, me. Oh, Roan, and Roan he, is my favorite. Yeah, he, he's like, hey, I just want to say, you know, congratulations on everything you guys have done. Um, and it's amazing that you guys are, are still moving forward with this and it's a lot of work. And I was thinking, and right before we got on, you were, you were talking about how we've been going nonstop since April of 22. And it, it's just wild every week to think about this sometimes twice a week or, you know, a trip somewhere, you know, uh, to give a presentation. We've, we've been doing a lot and. I, I didn't think that we would get to the point where we're helping people in their real lives and real work lives uh, become healthier and think about things differently, uh, think about business and life differently, uh, and take different tacks in their personal, their personal and professional life. So something I'm thankful for is that we just get to keep doing this. And I'm excited to see what's going to be coming in the next year. Uh, 
from what we're planning and the crazy things that just happen, you know? Agreed. Yeah. So I'll extend on that and give my, what I'm thankful for with white coats. It's been a fun journey, but before we hit record, we were just saying we have been doing this since April, 2022. And it is, definitely a hobby. I certainly would not count this yet as uh, something that is part of our business portfolio, although I would maybe make the argument it is just because I think it gives us a lot of exposure and a lot of um, ability to connect with new people and network. So even though the podcast itself is a small fraction of our income, and you know, from a disclosure standpoint, we generally are putting any money we get back into this right back into the projects and none of us are taking a salary from this, uh, but just reinvesting for the future. But it's wild. I feel like this, these past few months have actually been a little bit of a, a transition. And I don't know if you're feeling this as well, but I was at a conference in early November and I was walking around the industry hall and I had three separate people I've never met before say, Oh, Hey, I know you. I was like, Oh, okay. They're like, you run that podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of weird and surreal because I'm not a people person. And we've put ourselves in this kind of weird position where we want to be, uh, you know, front and center and very visible. But at the same time, it's still weird. So we're we're getting to the point, I think, with the podcast where it's going to start transitioning away from just being a fun hobby that we're passionate about and now becoming you know, something that I'm hoping as we can invest more time into it and maybe have it generate more revenue, we can then start creating more content, more resources, and really have this build out to be the vision of what we wanted it to be when we first started this. So it's been fun to uh, to be at this for almost two years. Most podcasts, the average number of podcast uh, episodes before people quit is like under 10. So I understand. Fact, it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a slog. Yeah. But it's it's exciting that we've made it. I feel like we've uh we've reached a point of sustainability where we have good systems in place to be able to research new content, um, network and find new guests. Mm-hmm. And we haven't uh burned out. I think we've really developed a good system. So now my hope is the next step is to kind of allow this thing to grow up and become what we hope and want it to be. So that's gonna be really exciting and more to come on that. Maybe at the end of this episode, yeah. we'll talk about what our 2024 vision is and share that with our listeners. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It's been so much fun. It's uh, It's been wonderful to to basically take something that we already love to do. You and I love to hang out and just talk about healthcare's big picture items yeah. and share that with people and, you know, our little harebrained idea of, hey, you know, maybe other people would want to sit and have coffee with us. Mm-hmm. And our wives laughed at it. And yet, it turns out that a couple people do. Mm-hmm. So it really has been a lot of fun. And uh, maybe I'm a little shocked. I don't I don't know that you and I really have that much important stuff to say. And yet we yeah. have been able to uh, to share that message. Well, with isn't, a lot of that, isn't that what podcasting and something that we've learned with recording and podcasting is how little you need to say, like the back and forth, the ums and like having to put the shures in there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Just confirmation language. Um, that it, as soon as you figure out when you're supposed to talk, when you're not supposed to talk, like you realize how little you, you need to say to get your point across. I agree. And I think that's the interesting thing with this is, I I think John, you share this vision with me is I'm somewhat distressed by TikTok. 
but there's so many influencers out there from a business perspective, and you see a lot of them with the financial stuff. And for anyone that's not following our most recent guest, Nick Crop, he's a great follow on TikTok because half of his TikTok in social media presence is just stitching with videos of people saying, hey, here's a get rich quick scheme. Here's a way to pay no taxes. And he just kind of takes it down and says, no, this is crap. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much online, there's so much misinformation from a, a career standpoint of people saying, here's how you pay no taxes, or here's how you can get rich quick. You know, it doesn't take any effort. And I like the idea that even though you and I maybe are not wanting to be influencers, I will forever reject the term of influence, uh, but rather I think of us as content creators. But yeah. I, I like the idea that we are kind of maybe trying to be a voice of rational career development, not get rich quick career development. And I'm hoping that we're filling a void because I think traditionally medical education is very stodgy. It's very um, outdated. Just medicine in general is usually very slow to adopt new technologies or new innovation. So there's a need there. And then the flip side to that is if you go to TikTok or social media, you have a lot of shysters that are peddling bad information or information that even can be harmful to your career and, you know, presenting it as fact. Well, you know, look at me, I'm wearing a hundred thousand dollar Rolex. So you must trust me, uh, you know, without mentioning that's a made in China knockoff. So I, I hope that we're maybe going to fill that void and continue to try and do so where we are not influencers. We are not, you know, trying to build a personal brand per se, but rather really be content focused and content driven where our our hope is that if we continue to grow this project, it's because the educational material that we're creating and that we're providing for our listeners or for our viewers is good quality and something that helps them advance their career. I want this to be a project where you and I could, you know, not die, but you and I could not be involved in the future. And the educational mission will continue. This is not built on us. It's not a cult of personality, but rather something that we can hopefully build and then hand off to whoever our successor is. Before we move to personal items, I I want to mention, and hopefully this this isn't, I don't want the, this to come off wrong. Uh-oh. So hear, hear me out here. Oh boy. No, it could, it could just sound a little sappy. Uh, something else that we can be thankful for, because we don't pay our guests when they come on. Um, everybody has, that's come on has done... Um, this out of the same reason. We just wanted to help others with their professional and personal uh, lives. Uh, our guests, we have got wonderful people, mm-hmm. wonderful experts uh, on to talk about these things. And so we don't have to, right? We we can mm-hmm. ask the right questions yep. and, and get the right responses. So we've had some wonderful people on um, who are willing to come back and give more and more to make sure that you listening uh, – get quality um and not just quality but correct information right yep i agree and i think moving forward we were talking about this recently moving forward our goal is to probably do more guest episodes because we are not experts in everything and as we have done more and more episodes i want to make sure that we're not getting on here and presenting things as subject matter experts that are maybe beyond our expertise. Mm -hmm. Nick, once again, being a great example, I'm so glad you did that episode last week with him. Uh, When when I was teaching, by the way, not ice climbing, I wasn't even doing anything fun. I was teaching at the college. Uh, But it was a great episode because we could have tackled that. We could have tried to do a discussion of S-Core. And I am fairly confident we could have created something 
but it would not have been to the quality of just having Nick on. So I, I'm really thankful for experts and people that are willing to share their knowledge. And I'm hoping that we can continue to tap into that and just really be facilitators that are taking our listeners on a journey with us. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you want to do personal? Yeah, I'll, I'll finish with my personal. Uh, something that I think about often is my relationship with my immediate family. So we could talk about hobbies. We talk about the fun stuff that we've been reading, eating, doing, you know, uh, on every episode. But uh, in reality, all of this professional development and all of this personal, um, you know, quelling of the craziness in our life, uh, I found that the balance of being able to spend more time with my family um, is really one of my higher aspects of my my value systems. So really trying to figure out what my value systems are and how I want to shape my life around it. That's something I'm really thankful for this year is uh, experimenting a lot with what makes me happy and then identifying that one of the major sources of that happiness is just my my boys and my wife and hanging mm-hmm. out and having experiences uh that I don't need to make a ton of money to to be happy but rather put my time and energy into the places that make me happiest so that does sometimes come at a professional cost um we we often make choices whether it's I'm deciding to or not to move across the country for my family, big decision there, um, whether to have kids or not. Uh, I mean, there are major life decisions that everybody makes and it's all intended to see, you know, how can I live my life to my best and happiest? So it takes some people longer than others. But for me, I, I think that just being able to hone in on what really makes me tick has been just spending time with my my boys really my wife and just trying to have uh those memorable moments and i'm just thankful that i went through some tough times this past year to get to that point i would i don't want to do it again but um i'm thankful that i've learned through that though yeah i think that's true i think so often our lives are not defined by the good periods but rather on how we react to adversity when it happens so in, you can even make the argument for business too, that, you know, when business is good, that's generally not the time where we are making reforms, where we're becoming more efficient, more agile, because things are good. Um, and that's often where, you know, from a business perspective, people get fat and happy, and then also maybe inefficient. But when times are bad, that's often where we have to grind. That's where we have to really do the hard things. We have to lean in on things that are not always comfortable. Um, you know, whether that be in business or even in our personal lives. So I think very often what defines us, what, you know, leaves the legacy behind is how we respond in those difficult situations, mm-hmm. not always how we respond when things are good. Everyone can respond well when things are good. So that's yeah, awesome. We talk a lot about resilience on our podcast, mm-hmm. Mike. Um, and I, the practice of resilience through working out, through just making it through tough times, uh, gets us to that point, though, where, like you just mentioned, uh, we fight through the really hard things because our body is trained to do such. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an I think everybody listening, uh, everybody wants to make changes. It has to just be intentional. You have to make the decision to do 
Agreed. I love it. What about, so, what about you, though? Yeah, let's... Yeah, uh, so my yours. personal item, I think, 2023, I'm thankful for... I mean, it's been a year of a lot of hardship. Uh, we've lost a lot of you know grandparents and family that was unexpected. So it was a bit of a tough year that way. But I'm thankful personally in 2023, it's been a year of a lot of uh, accomplishment of new things for the family. So, for example... Uh, my wife, Natalie, has now a new job where she's working with immigrants and refugees, and it is a job that has just completely you know, transformed her view of career. It gives her this incredible purpose, belonging, uh, this passion and drive. Not that previous jobs weren't doing that, but it just it's so clear that in this job, she has found her place. She's found her calling. And it's just exciting to see that as that continues to grow and, you know, what the future holds for that as the kids are getting older and now she can kind of re-lean in. If we're talking about leaning in on hard things, she can now start shifting her focus uh, a little bit more away from having to keep the kids alive every day to now, what does that next step look like career-wise? And that's awesome. My oldest is turning 10, so he's entering middle school next year. And this year just feels like it's been a transformative year where... January of 2023, he was still, you know, very emotionally labile and childlike. And if he's listening, I'm sorry, because sometimes <laughs> he does listen to the podcast. Yep. But to now he's just, it's amazing. He's growing up into this little man and he's so mature and he's so thoughtful. And he's a mini me, which can be great and bad all at the same time, because he's very stoic and very uh, analytical. And it's just been so fun to see him grow up and kind of start transitioning from a, a, a young boy to kind of a tween and starting to enter that phase of middle school and high school, which are such formative years. My youngest is, you know, out of diapers. So that's the newest development for 2023. And we are, I feel like leaving diapers is the official exit of baby stage. It's wonderful. And the other day, uh, my wife took our oldest to the Bills game and they won. So that was great. Mm -hmm. And I was home with the other kiddos and they were just hanging out. We all watched the game. We ate snacks and like, I didn't have to change any diapers. I didn't really have to break up any fights. They were all getting along shockingly. And it was just incredibly relaxing because I was not parenting per mm -hmm. se. I was hanging out with my boys Mm -hmm. And it is just so cool to be transitioning into that stage of life. So I'm really thankful from a family perspective of just 2023 really feels like this big transformative year where, you know, the littles are exiting baby stage. The, the third born is in kindergarten now. So those are big transitions for him at five. And the oldest is starting to, uh, you know, take on that extra level of responsibility that comes with growing up and obviously career stuff for, for my wife. So it's just been a really, really amazing year. And I think everybody is kind of going into 2024 with high expectations and a lot of momentum with both personal accomplishment, but also professional for us and spouses. So it's it's exciting. It, it feels like I'm kind of chomping at the bit to get to 2024 and see how it all plays out because there's just been so much uh, to build on from this year that I'm thankful for. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say just a lot to be thankful for. We we could keep going and going. Um one thing I'm not thankful for is the sound of my own voice when I have to hear it. Because like you said, my kids also sometimes listen to the podcast. Like at night, they, they listen to this podcast called Stories Podcast for Kids. But every once in a while, they'll say, can I listen to a daddy mm -hmm. podcast? Yep. And it's just like, uh, 
John, I think your voice is quite sultry, actually. I, I love your radio voice. I don't like my radio voice, but your your voice is so calming and soothing. Well, you, you screwed me up here, guy, because now that you post these videos of my face yes. on, yeah, on TikTok and Instagram, <laughs> You're uh, welcome. I have a face for radio. That's what I've been told. <laughs> and here we are. I'm, I'm doing both now. Reluctant so, social yeah. media influencers that are not influencers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's, uh, let's just tease what we've got going on sure. for the year of 2024. Um, so yeah, actually, ahead. let me tie into that, our, our announcement, cause then we'll talk about 2024 for the, for white coats, but John and I are going to be taking a hiatus. We've been doing this weekly with several hours per week being dedicated to this project since April, 2022. So we have decided that we need a break. So John and I are going to take from Thanksgiving to New Year's off. We're going to take about a month and a half off so that we can focus on holidays, Christmas parties, stockings, hot chocolate and movies with the kids and all the fun things that come with the holiday season. And also to take some time and really focus some efforts on what 2024 is going to look like because we we do have big plans for white coats for the 2024 year. And it's going to be a little bit easier for us to kind of make that strategic plan and start implementing some of that if we're also not having to keep up with weekly episodes on the podcast. So we will be back in your feed in the first week of January. We'll come back right after the holidays, but we are going to take the next six weeks off so that we can make sure we're keeping that work-life alignment and that we can focus on the important things through this uh, the season of the year. But yeah, let's talk about what we have planned for 2024. So when we come back from my hiatus, what are we going to be looking at, John? What kind of projects, what kind of new exciting things are we going to be doing? So let's, uh, I'll take the first one, which is CMEs. Uh, we've, we've had a lot of content over the past two years um, that deserve educational uh, credits. And we've been working with a few folks on uh, establishing some CMEs for subjects such as burnout, um, for building your your business in healthcare, among many other uh, many many other learning opportunities. So stay tuned because we are hoping to put together packages uh, yet to be released who we're going to be doing this with, but stay tuned because we are hoping to put out a lot more content, not only with clinical, but with business-minded advances for your professional career um, and even some personal. Because if you've taken CMEs in the past, you know you've seen a lot of uh, these random out-of-the-box CEs that aren't just, you know, let's talk about arrhythmias, let's talk about psych. Um, There's a lot of wellness issues that have not been approached to the level that we would like to see happen in the healthcare industry. So we will be focusing a lot on uh, professional and personal wellness, as well as professional development uh, in business. And potentially, we may be doing some CMEs on some clinical aspects as well. Yeah, excellent. I agree. So the big thing that's driving this for us is we've put together so much intellectual or uh, educational material And we want to give an opportunity for listeners that are tuning in every week and consuming this content to be able to then claim credit for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's coming. It's hopefully going to be in the near future. It's a project we're working on. And once again, we'll be taking some time in the next month or two to, to really focus our efforts on that. But I think CME is a really exciting development because 
everybody is already consuming the content you're learning. So um, hopefully we can then add that in and allow your employer to reimburse you for that educational time. Let me also um, add too that if if you have an idea of what you would like to talk about with mm-hmm. students, please mm-hmm. let us know because there may be subjects that haven't been touched yet that yep. we could bring a new an expert on and potentially make a CME. So if you have ideas or something that you want to learn more about, please reach out to us. Uh, we always take these inquiries very seriously. Excellent. And with that, we uh, I, I think are also going to be looking into some grant opportunities. It's interesting because if you are doing clinical education, there's actually a ton of opportunities to get grants through you know, medical industry or hospital health systems to create content. And I really love the idea of trying to hunt down some grants for burnout or for maybe topics of loneliness or wellness, um, you know, self-care, those types of things that can really be important for clinicians. And if we can find someone else that can provide some grant funding, then that allows us to offer that at free, you know, at zero cost at point of use or even at a very low cost. Because once again, one of the big goals of this project is to try and make as much of this education as accessible as possible. So that'll be something hopefully within the CME project. Moving outside of CME, the other thing that we're going to start working on is we want to build out some career development tools. Um, you know, educational webinars, things like that, that will be available that maybe do a little bit of a deeper dive. The goal of the podcast will continue to be to provide maybe introductions to these topics. But one of the the most consistent things that we've heard from people as feedback from the topics is great topic. I want to learn more. Where can I learn more? And it probably would not be great for business if we spent 10 hours talking about 1099 contracting in podcasting. If 10 weeks of episodes were all just super nuanced, deep dives of how to be a 1099 contractor. So the way that we want to do that is maybe we'll start offering these as educational modules um, outside of the podcast for people that maybe have a topic that a specific career development topic where they want to do a really deep dive and become subject matter experts. So more to come on that. Um, Are we missing anything? I think those are the big thrusts of what we're going to be working on over the next year. And then obviously continuing the podcast weekly. Um, as our kind of our flagship um, part of this. Yeah, I, there are there are a lot of ideas in the wings that we've talked about, but those are the most actionable, uh, realizable things that we are working towards this upcoming year. Excellent. So it'll be a fun year and John and I are going to enjoy these next few weeks off. We will miss you all because we really do appreciate the amount of feedback we get now when we do episodes and without fail, Every week we get at least a handful of people reaching out to let us know what they thought of the episode. And we appreciate that. It, it really is fun. Sometimes with podcasting, you feel like you're just talking into the void. And even <laughs> though we can see the listener numbers, we can see how many people are engaging the content. You're, it's not an audience that is there in the flesh where you can interact with them. So we always do love when we get that type of feedback. But John, anything else before we sign off and go enjoy our holiday? I, I just want to say thank you for listening at home. Uh, it's it's really a pleasure to be able to do this. And it's it's fun to be able to talk to folks who have listened to it. And like you said, get that feedback. But uh, lastly, just anybody who has, has found this to be helpful, uh, for anybody who has taken the time to listen to multiple episodes. I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. Um, thank you for going out on a limb and going for those jobs that you didn't think you could. Uh, thanks for implementing 
the ideas that we brought forward with different experts. Uh, without you guys, we would be just talking to the void. So thank you for sticking with us. And I hope that 2024 is uh, an even better year and more successful for all of us. Love it. Well, thank you, everyone. This is White Coats of the Round Table with Mike and John. If you like what you hear, consider leaving us a review. Subscribe on all major streaming platforms. If you don't like what you hear, definitely don't review us. Until next year, you guys all have a wonderful holiday, and we look forward to being back in your feed in 2024. Love you. <laughs>